Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 447, for Saturday, January 13th, 2018. This is the BGG Pageviews edition. After a massive spike last week around the Christmas holiday, this week it is back to normal, more or less. We only have 13 games over the 20,000 mark. Everybody on the list has lost ground to one degree or another. Typical losses are in the 25 to 30% range, but that just means they're falling back down to the level they were at two and three weeks ago. But as I said last week, I am going to do the top 20 games going forward unless I get a large outcry of revolt from the listeners. At number 20 is a new entry. The Rise of Queensdale by Inca and Marcus Brand, published by Alia and Ravensburger, with 16,305. This is a legacy dice management game, and I suspect that we'll hear a lot more about it in the time to come. Down one spot from 18 to 19 is Spirit Island by R. Eric Roos, published by Fabled Nexus, with 16,588 or 283 more than The Rise of Queensdale, but that is off 9,000, or 35%. That is one of the larger declines, but not really a large percentage decline by much. Also sliding one spot from 17 to 18 is Chronicle X by Glenn Allen, published by Archon Studio with 16,792, a gap there of 204 views, and it also lost over 9,000, or 35%. Our second new entry in the top 20 is at number 17, Mythic Battles Pantheon, by Benoit Vogt, published by Monolith and Mythic Games, with 17,090, or just shy of 300 views, more than Chronicle X, and that is also a decline, it was in the top 30 last week, but not in the top 20. Uh, it lost 2,800 views, only 14%, and yet climbed numerous positions because it only lost 14%. Down three spots for the second week in a row, from 10 to 13 to 16, is Pandemic Legacy Season 1 by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games with 18,636, about 1,600 more than Pantheon. Down over 10,000, though, that's 36%. That is the largest decline for any game in the top 20. After two weeks at number 14, stepping back one spot to 15 is Star Wars Rebellion by Corey Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 18,999 views or 363 more than Pandemic Legacy, down almost 10,000, 34%. Dropping two spots, two weeks ago it was in the top 10, at number 9, then it dropped to number 12 last week, now down to 14 for Asul by Mikal Kiesling, published by Plan B Games, with 19,455. That is 456 more than Rebellion, down a little over 10,000, or 34%. A climber 
From 16 to 15 to 13 this week is The Seventh Continent by Ludovic Rudy and Bruno Sauté, published by Sirius Pulp with 21,013 views. That's about 1,600 more than Asul, only lost a little under 6,000, or 22% from last week. And dropping out of the top 10, from number 10 to number 12, is Fallout by Andrew Fisher and Nathan Hayek, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 22,118, 1,100 more than The Seventh Continent, a 30% decline from last week. That ends a six-week run in the top 10 for Fallout. Climbing five spots from number 16 to number 11 is Scythe, The Rise of Fenris, by Jamie Stegmeier and Ryan Lopez de Venaspre, published by Stonemeyer Games, with 23,446, a decline of just under 3,000, or 11%, which is the smallest percentage decline that we have in the top 20. It just misses the top 10, though, by only 71 views. Reclaiming a spot in the top 10 at number 10 is Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition, by Christian T. Peterson, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 23,517. It's off over 6,000, or 21%, but still is enough to climb. Last three weeks it has been on the move. It was 15 three weeks ago, then 13, 11 last week, now climbs one more spot into the top 10. At number 9 for the second week in a row is Dinosaur Island, by Jonathan Gilmore and Brian Lewis, published by Pandasaurus Games with 24,485, almost a 1,000 more than Twilight Imperium, down a little over 8,000, or 25%. After two weeks at number 7, stepping back a spot to number 8 is Gaia Project, by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games with 26,351, almost 2,000 more than Dinosaur Island, down 6,700, or 20%. And climbing up one spot to number 7 is Arkham Horror the Card Game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 28,262. That's almost 2,000 more than Gaia Project, down a little under 5,000, or only 15% the second-smallest decline within the top 20. And this is its 61st week on the countdown, and so it moves into the number 8 spot on the most weeks list, passing Terra Mystica. At number 6 for the second week in a row is Kingdom Death Monster by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death with 28,309. That is 47 more than Arkham Horror, down over 8,500, or 24% from last week. But this is its 62nd week on the list, which moves it into number 6 on the most weeks list, passing Pandemic Legacy Season 1, which Arkham Horror is now tied with. And Kingdom Death Monster is by far the oldest game on the list, by which I mean... Well, not only that it might be, that it was the, the debuted the longest ago. It actually, its first appearance on the list is December 5th, 2012. The seventh week 
that I did this list. It then reappeared a month later. This is during its original Kickstarter campaign. And then it was not on again until September of 2015 when this project that was funded in early 2013 finally began to arrive to backers. Ever since, it has been a mainstay. After losing two spots last week, down one more to number five this week is Charterstone by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 35,225. That is almost 7,000 more than Kingdom Death Monster. For reference, 7,000 more views down from Kingdom Death Monster's spot takes you all the way down to number 13 at the seventh continent. So the same gap between 6 and 13 is the gap we have between 5 and 6. However, for Charterstone, that is a 16,000 view decline, or 31%. Dropping back a spot to number 4 is Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games with 37,250, just a little bit more than 2,000 more than Charterstone, down a little less than 15,000, or 29%. This is Terraforming Mars's 74th week on the countdown, which moves it into number 4 on the most weeks list, passing Star Wars Imperial Assault. Next up on that list, at number 3, is a game that it is not making up any ground on. That's because it is still on the list. In fact, it's right ahead of it on the list this week, sliding back one spot to number 3 in its 88th week on the countdown is Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games, with 44,291. There's another 7,000 view gap between number 3 and number 4, Scythe losing over 21,000 views. But that's still, it's a huge number, but it's 33% on the large end for drops in percentage this week, but a lot of other games are in that neighborhood. Our highest new entry on the list, all the way up at number two, is a debut. Western Legends by Hervé Lemaitre, published by Colossal Games, with 51,061 views. There again, a 7,000 view gap between Western Legends and Scythe. Uh, The publisher description for this game is, Players traverse the Wild West as one of the historical figures of the time, playing poker, robbing banks, and avoiding the sheriff. It's an open-world environment, a sandbox environment, they call it. On its Kickstarter campaign, the blurb says that Western Legends is a Western tabletop adventure of legendary proportions. It had a 60,000-view goal and has already raised over a quarter million dollars. But untouchable at the number one spot for the 12th week in a row and the 36th time overall is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with 121,980 views. That's 70,000 more than Western Legends, 60,000 fewer than last week. Recall last week it hit that top spot the most views ever. It now loses a third of those to drop down to only number 14 on the most views ever list. 
This is also Gloomhaven's 60th week on the countdown, making it the 11th different game to have 60 or more weeks in the top 10. A listener, Mike Taylor, sent me a message through Board Game Geek. You're welcome to do the same. My username there is Auberman, A-W-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. I think you can probably also search for my actual name, which is Remy Gibson. But here is one thing that Mike mentioned, which I thought was interesting. He said, more complex games tend to hang around on the lists a lot longer than simpler games. In addition to other reasons you've mentioned, people flock to BGG to get answers to rules questions that they have about the game. Say if 100 people have a rules question about a game, people may root around in the forums of a game until they find answers, creating several hundred views. And of course, oftentimes it leads to looking at other interesting comments or questions that other people have about the game, jacking up the page views even more. So the hotness, of course, gets a game huge numbers of page views, but the simpler ones fall off the list rather quickly as people check out the game, pick up a copy, and learn the rules fairly easily. One reason I thought that the BGG page view totals are up lately, says Mike, is that people have gotten a lot of games for Christmas, either as presents or going out to buy the games after not getting it for Christmas. Those games are now getting played, hence people hunting around the BGG game pages for answers to their questions. May help explain 180,000 views for Gloomhaven, for example. And with the Gloomhaven, that's probably true why it's holding on to the spot, why it's having over 100,000 every week. Thanks, by the way, Mike, for that comment. Uh, The 180,000 in particular, I think, is directly related to its ascent to number one. But that does explain why it is holding on to this, this stranglehold on the top, And it's an interesting thing that that seems obvious, I mentioned to him in retrospect, and yet I think this is probably what's going on. Uh, Games that are, that have, and and BGG has a way to weight games, not to rate games, but to weight them. Uh, They say a light game is a one and a heavy game is a five, and you can look and that gives you a, a fairly decent idea of how heavy a game is. So a lot of the games that are here week after week are, uh, like Mike says, they are heavier games. They're not the ones and and even the twos. They're more like in the three, three and a half range. Now, while I haven't done an exhaustive comparison of the weights of games compared to uh, the what games are performing, just eyeballing it, that appears to be true. There they are. Uh, this weight of two and a half to three and a half, maybe. And so, that's quite an observation. I think I agree with it, and I wanted to share it with you, the listening audience. Like I said, feel free to share your own observations if you want. For Saturday, January 13th, 2018.